Inner Voice, a heartfelt chat with Dr. Fujian. Break free from the forces holding you back. Get the life you deserve. Eliminate stress, reduce anxiety, decrease depression, and start living your full potential. Thousands have used Dr. Fujian Zane's Awareness Integration Theory, an evidence-based behavioral health breakthrough with incredible life-changing results. Getting rid of past trauma, having fulfilling relationships, increasing earnings, and living their best life. Now, the Fujian app is available to everyone. The app is Dr. Fujian Zane's Awareness Integration Theory theory in the palm of your hand. Download the Fujian app today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Inner Voice Podcast, heartfelt chat with my guests and you beautiful listeners and viewers. I'm Dr. Fujian Zain. I'm a psychotherapist, an author, and the originator of the awareness integration theory. It's so great to be with all of you. And many of you have asked about the books uh, regarding the awareness integration therapy and theory. Um, I wanted to share this with you for um, all of you who want to work um, with a book as a self-help life reset is for you. It takes um, it takes you through the journey of your life and um, with exercises, you get to see really in every area of your life who you are, who you have been, what you've done, what you can do, your power, your strength, and you go back also to where you maybe your vulnerabilities are, heal them, work with them, come back, reintegrate yourself, and create an amazing future. For all of you who are therapists, coaches, clinicians, mental health clinicians, who you're someone who really wants to work with other people, and um, the, the Awareness Integration Therapy is the book for you because it takes you to a space of really learning the six phases and you can work with your clients and for your moms, dads, grandparents, teachers, um, whomever is working with little children and raising them up, uh, this book of intentional parenting with my co-authors, we've uh, given this a lot of thought and took the Awareness Integration path toward it looking at infancy all the way to adult, um, young adults who are still living maybe in the in their parents' home and um, how to uh, do your parenting from an awareness integration path and creating responsible, accountable, loving uh, children and citizens to the world. So I hope you enjoy any of those books that you get and uh, join us on our app, Fujian app, which will take you through all of these areas if you are someone who loves to work with apps. In this episode, I chat with Vasavi Kumar. She is a life coach and a licensed therapist with a merit of an in-person print, televised, and social media experience. A first-generation Indian-American growing up on Long Island, and diagnosed with bipolar disorder at the age of 19, she learned to become extremely self-aware and take action to create the life she wanted for herself. She lives in Austin, Texas, and um, you can contact her at um, uh, vasavikumar.com. I had an amazing conversation with her, and I'm positive you'll enjoy it. She's a powerful, a powerhouse, and, you know, uh, She'll just tell it as it is. And uh, she's actually came to her show from Mexico and um, she's a joy to speak with. And um, I'm positive you'll enjoy this conversation and looking at how saying it out loud, talking out loud, living out loud, 
how much power it brings you and moves you toward. It minimizes your anxiety and uh, you just become real, really real. Now subscribe to my podcast, my YouTube channel, and connect with me through my website, fujanzain.com or awarenessintegration.com or fujan.com, any of them. I'd be available or any of the social media. Share with me your thoughts, your stories, what you want to hear. I truly love to hear from you. Truly, I do. So without further ado, here is Vasavi Kumar. Eliminate stress, reduce anxiety, and decrease depression. Dr. Fujian Zane's awareness integration theory has helped thousands like you get incredible life-changing results. The Fujian app gives you her evidence-based treatment in the palm of your hand. Download today. Masavi Kumar, it's so nice to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Fujian. It's beautiful to be here. You are in Mexico. Thank you for joining us from Mexico. Where in Mexico are you? So I bought a vacation rental in Playa del Carmen. So I'm actually staying in my rental because it's considered low season here right now. So I thought, why not come and take advantage of it for a month? Yes, yes, I love Mexico. And where are you usually? In Austin, Texas. In Austin, Texas. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So you said that you used to talk a lot when you were a kid and uh, your mom used to actually tell you, come on, quiet down, don't talk anymore. And yeah. then you end up writing a book saying, hey, say it out loud, like say out loud, whatever it is in your world, put it out there and look at it, hear yourself again, be powerful at it. And um, so this isn't something new for you. This is almost like something you were born with. Yes, I was born with the gift of speech. Uh, there's nothing that you can tell me or ask me that I'm not going to tell you the truth to. You know, um, I, I don't feel the need to have to hide and lie. I think when we're really comfortable with who we are and we're honest with ourselves and we're good with ourselves, it's really, it's easier to just be with other people, right? Then we don't have, it's, it's a lot easier to, to not only tap into our discernment and intuition, but it's a lot easier to converse with people and be with people from all different walks of life. So I'm really blessed. I have the gift of speech and it's the thing that I got in trouble for the most. And here I am. I wrote a book. I'll say it out loud. Why would you get in trouble for? So let's look at, so let's look at all the um, liabilities and then we'll go into assets. <laughs> I think a lot of what I was saying out loud was the unfairness that I saw growing up. You know, growing up in an Indian immigrant household, there are certain norms, there are certain societal norms, gender norms, cultural norms. And I called bullshit on almost everything since I was a kid. I never understood why women were treated a certain way, why the lower caste system was treated a different way. How come our servant, we have servants in India, how come our servants have to eat on the floor and have to eat our old leftover cold food? And none of it made sense to me. It all felt really unfair. And I would say it. And I would ask it. I would ask it of my grandmother. I would ask my mother, how come things are like this? When my parents would argue and I could sense my mother's frustration, I would be my father's mouthpiece or my mother's mouthpiece. So I just, I don't know how I became that way, but I did know, I do know that there was a ma massive liability to that, which is I got in trouble because no one wants a loud mouth child. No one wants that. No one wants to deal with that, right? I was always running my mouth, but I wasn't just talking nonsense. I was merely stating 
the obvious that people were not willing to acknowledge. It's kind of like when you're driving, we have a lot of homelessness in Austin, Texas now. And um, it's just been, I mean, the homeless, it's, it's really sad actually. And, and you know, you, you come up to a red light, there's always a homeless person there. And there are two types of people. There's someone who's going to acknowledge that homeless person. That doesn't mean you have to give them money or you have to strike up a whole full-blown conversation, but to at least acknowledge that that person exists. The second type of person is the person that acts like it does. that person doesn't even exist. They don't want to deal with the homelessness. They don't want to deal with that person. I'm not that person. I'm the first type of person. I'm the person that if I see something, I'm going to say something, especially if it's going to free another person. So that's the painful effects of having a loud mouth I think like me. Very accurate, uh, you know, especially in like corporate world and many of the world and family systems and, you know, corporate systems and anywhere where um, someone calls out things that are out of integrity, that are out of incongruence, things that are not fair. And um, sometimes there is a backlash and a, and, um, a way that people just don't want to hear it or they don't want to face it. But on the other side of it, if people don't talk out loud uh, about issues that are out there, nothing will be changed. So I think that uh, that is a necessity. However, the, your book is more about who you are inside and listening to yourself um, and how to say things out loud so you can hear them and you can be empowered about them. So can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, my book is all about self-talk. It is about the dialogue that you're having with yourself, your internal conversation. Because when your internal conversation is one of strength, courage, and hope, then what you put out into the world is going to be one of strength, courage, and hope. So my hope in writing this book is that you're going to learn how to talk to yourself in a way that's going to foster growth and creativity and forward motion in your life, rather than making you feel crappy about yourself rather than making you do things that are completely out of alignment and out of integrity. Because when you are in alignment and integrity with yourself, then you can lead others in a way that is in alignment with their values and, and, and what's in integrity for them. It just makes you a better person. When you're nicer to yourself, you're nicer to others. That's what it boils down to at the end of the day. But yes, the book is about your inner dialogue. It is about your self-talk. But if you break it down in its simplest form, when you are kind to yourself to the to the utmost degree, you will be kinder to other people. When you are more understanding with yourself, you will be more understanding with other people. When you forgive yourself, you will forgive others. When you are compassionate and curious with yourself, that is what you will employ with others. When you're honest with yourself, you'll be honest with others. And that is liberation. Yes. Um, I mean, we do this also with journaling, which you get whatever you want outside in a writing, but there's a difference between journaling where you're writing it versus really hearing yourself because part mm -hmm. of what we know is, you know, sharing. And then the part of the sharing is because you're actually the one who's hearing it. And I know in therapy, many of my clients, they say, after they say whatever it is, they say, they're like, huh, now that it comes out of my mouth and I actually hear myself, that's like that to me, it's funny, or it doesn't have the same significance, or I already got my answer the minute it showed up out of my mouth and it's out there and coming back. So the concept of listening to ourselves, stating it and coming back to us does another layer of awareness to ourselves, which allows us to 
really move forward. But another thing you just said, which I think is very important, is that if we do have like a critical voice inside of us, saying it outside, maybe we'll be aware of how we talk to ourselves and how we're, you know, being even abusive to ourselves at times. And there's a possibility of the possibility of shifting that to a more nurturing um, and respectful way of conversing. Yeah, I mean, if you're not getting the results that you want, you have to ask yourself, first and foremost, what am I saying to myself about this situation? What words am I speaking to myself in relation to this situation? Is what I'm saying to myself getting me closer to where I want to go, period? That's it. You know, and here's the thing. When you hear yourself out loud, you cannot unhear yourself. Secrets keep us sick. They keep us in the cycle of whatever, of abuse, of addiction, gambling, whatever it is, whatever, whatever your poison is, it keeps you in the cycle of your poison. Okay. When you keep those secrets to yourself and a secret can be as, can also be you being in denial. You're keep, you're in denial with yourself. That is a secret you're keeping from yourself because you're not telling yourself the truth. Right. So this is, yes, it's a self-talk book. It's an inner dialogue book, but this could really save somebody's life. Think about that person. It's um, it's suicide prevention month, right? Think about that person. And I think about my uncle who took his life. If only they knew how to speak to themselves in a way that was kinder, maybe people who took their life would still be alive. This is not just, oh yeah, talk to yourself out loud. And no, this can really change your life for the person who is uh, considering taking their own life. If they knew how to talk to themselves, then they, then they would not be bombarded by that other voice that's telling them, take your life. It's better off. You're better off dead. You need to cultivate a more thriving, flourishing garden of voices in your head. Because right now, whatever you have is taken you and gotten you up until this point, but it's not going to get you to where you want to go. Um, what are the ways that you suggest um, in taking something of speaking out loud and putting it in a practice in a sense in a daily way and how do people talk to themselves as as you suggest i would say start with doing daily check-ins midday check-ins with yourself and and stop everything these are for all my workaholics who don't know how to have any fun in their life uh you know it's like you got to stop working for a moment when you're going 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 and literally stop and ask yourself out loud how am i feeling right now am i having fun Am I enjoying this? How am I doing? So you can even set an alarm on your phone with three check-ins a day. You know, this is really helpful for people who find themselves who operate in their head most of the time and they're not very connected to their bodies. So they pride themselves on going and going and going and going and like, I'm a machine, I'm a hustler. That's great, but are you happy? Because that's all that matters at the end of the day. I don't care how much money you have. If you're miserable, I don't want your life. And I'm not going to take advice from anybody who's miserable. I don't care how much money you have. So this is really important for my people who want to really start to slow down in their life. And you see that your need for productivity is getting in the way of your profit. You're noticing you're not making more, but you're working more. Okay, but are you in alignment when you're working or are you just doing it from the head up? I want people to feel more embodied in their work. I want people to feel more connected to what they're doing and to really enjoy what they're doing. So for example, Dr. Fujin, I have a podcast, right? It's called Say It Out Loud Podcast. 
it seems like the right thing for me to do to have a podcast because I have a book called Say It Out Loud. I'm the queen of saying it out loud. She should have a podcast called Say It Out Loud. So I've, I, I've had my podcast for two, three years now. And I just stopped. I just stopped like two months ago. I'm re-airing a few interviews. Like, you know, I'll re-air this interview on there. And I, I share interviews and I cross-promote. But I haven't recorded new interviews because I don't want to. And that was, a. do you know, it took me a year and a half to finally walk away from a podcast that was not bringing me any joy because I was just doing it to do it, to do it, to do it, to do it. And I'm so sick of living that way. So I stopped. And that's all because I talked to myself and I check in with myself. And I think we'd make a lot more wise, discerning, aligned decisions if we stopped and asked ourselves, how am I really doing right now? You can start that. You can start that way. Very true. I've had the same experience where some things just were not making me happy, but you, there's this also concept of letting go and going through your grief and making all of those and some uh, talking out loud really puts things in perspective because I think when we're hovering in our own head, it almost feels like my dog, you know, going after its own tail. You know, you start with a conversation and you're going around your own head for about an hour and the end, nothing really happens. Um, as far as the result. So, but when you do talk out loud, it just seems like, again, I mean, sometimes you're talking out loud to your friends, you're talking out loud to your therapist, to your coach, to other people, but that by itself clears a lot. It brings all of your voices out. It brings all of your sides out and it kind of shows it to you. And it's much, much easier when you're kind of just being with yourself in that way. Another question that, um, as you were talking, I'm sure that, you know, sometimes it pops up for people who are listening or viewing us. And that's, um, well, what if I've had uh, an abusive parent and the only thing that I've ever heard are harsh ways of discipline? So the voice that I have, I'm, I'm sure you've probably also studied divorce therapy, which most of the time we bring our parents' voice and make it internal and we talk to ourselves a lot of time as one of our parents or the combination of the two. And as you said, like, I've, because we want to shift that way of dialogue and make it loving, um, can you give some tips in how to shift that dialogue of harshness toward ourselves, depleting ourselves, demeaning ourselves into a loving conversation toward ourselves? Yes, you can start by playing with your voice. So think about something harsh that you say to yourself. It could be like, oh, you're such a slob. Pick up your clothes. Okay. Pick up your clothes. You're such a slob. Stop being so lazy. That's really harsh. Mm -hmm. So you ask yourself, if I were to talk to a younger version of me right now, if I were to talk to my niece, my nephew, my whatever, your grandkid, whatever, whoever in your life that you're soft with, you got to have somebody in your life that you're soft with. And if you don't have anyone in your life that you're soft with, you're a great person to start with. <laughs> So ask yourself, how would I say this to a kid? You might not say you're such a slob, you're so lazy, pick it up. You might say, why don't you put your clothes away? It'll make you feel better if you put your clothes away. It's one less thing you gotta do. How easy, how kind was that? No, not a lot of emotion, not a lot of, uh, just we put our clothes away. Make your life easy. One less thing for you to have to do. So if you, Sometimes it's hard for us to replace that harsh voice with the kind voice with ourselves because we're not used to being kind to ourselves. And then when we are, we think we're coddling ourselves. We think we're patronizing ourselves. It's like, no, 
That's called gentle. That's called being tender. That's how you should have been spoken to. You should not have been spoken to in that other way. My mother's tone of voice feels like someone slapping me across my face. When I was a kid, and I come from, I'm the daughter of immigrants, my mother's tone of voice, you know, and just recently her and I were having a conversation and she said something to me and it was so kind the way she said it. It really got through to me. And I said to my mother, see, when you speak like this, I'll listen to anything you say. Low tone, soft, I'm like putty in your hands. Don't yell at me though. Don't raise your voice with me. You know, you can tell me the same thing. So playing with your voice, and I'm a voiceover artist, so that's why I suggest this. You can play with your tone. You can play with your inflection. You can play with your cadence. You can play with your volume. Instead of saying you're so lazy, you can lower your tone and you can say, why don't you pick that up? It doesn't have, you don't have to be such a jerk to yourself is what I'm saying. And that's where playing with your voice comes in. So that is my suggestion. See, it doesn't have to be hard, y'all. It doesn't. If you add a little fun to it, yes. you can actually start to enjoy being kind to yourself because you're going to feel good. And when you feel good, life feels better. And you're going to be like, hey, being kind to myself actually works. I don't hate myself. I don't hate other people. It's not yeah. so bad up here. And I'm pointing to my head. It's not so bad up here, you know? I just make it funny. Like I bring humor into it. I make yes. it funny. I laugh, you know, um, like when I get very, very like controlling, you know, I start sharing with Mrs. Leah, yes, queen. I know that that's what you want, <laughs> but the world hasn't gotten the memo yet. And, you know, I'm sure they will any minute. And, you know, just play, play with myself in that way of, you know, humor. And um, it's so funny. Yes, queen, that we, the world is not ready. That's funny. <laughs> that's that, that made me laugh. Everyone. Say it out loud. Vasavi Kumar, using the power of your voice to listen to your deepest thoughts and courageously pursue your dreams. Um, pursue your dreams. Something that we do a lot as coaches, as therapists, and all of that is actually when people like want to take a stand for something, we actually let them know, right? Like, get up, say it out loud, like say it with power so you can hear it. Can you share a little bit about that and the oomph that that brings and, you know, the, the power that it brings and moves forward? Yeah, this is really what you're speaking about is having and cultivating a bold presence. This is your nonverbal. This is your eye gestures. This is your hand gestures. This is your where you're speaking from. You're speaking from your gut. You got your shoulders back, your head up. You're projecting. You're not scared. You're not worried about outshining other people. I do a lot of this work inside of my group program called Bold Voice. Actually, we, we, we start working on this in October. Your presence. When you walk into a room, can people feel you? Or are you subconsciously, unconsciously hiding and shrinking and being invisible the minute you walk into that door? So it's not, everything is not just about your spoken word. I actually don't talk a lot. People may not know this about me. I know I wrote a book called Say It Out Loud. I don't talk a lot. I don't like to talk a lot. Unless I'm being asked a question, I don't like to talk. Um, and I'm, if, I'm, if I'm in a conversation, it needs to be interesting to me. Otherwise, I, I don't feel the need to just talk. And when I walk into a room, I walk in with my body and my energy first. My words follow. It's always how you walk into a room and how you feel about yourself before you walk into that room. See, I grew up in a culture, and I don't know if you relate to this, where we lived, we lived very double lives. Right. We could be on our way to a family gathering or a, or a friend or a, or a family friend gathering. My parents would be barking in the car. 
It'd be fighting in the car, fighting in the car. Yeah, 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 yeah. We get to that house and my mom says, act like everything's okay. Everything's fine. So I used to live a very double life. I don't ever want to live like that again. So that is why it is important. The work that you're doing on yourself internally when nobody's watching, nobody, nobody's there to give you a you know performance trophy. You know what I mean? Or a participation trophy. This is the work that you're doing within yourself, with yourself, by yourself, the internal talk, the internal dialogue, so that when you walk into a room, you're walking in confidently because it is a, it is a safe place inside of your head. And it brings down anxiety to the minimum because the yes. living of double life, holding a secret, holding yourself small, holding as if like you don't want anybody to find out your secret living as if you know you're going to be found out at any moment and you you know you're an imposter because there's something else inside that you know that you're trying everybody else not to know even into the worst concept you know even i was when i was child i was um you know sexually ab abused and i remember until the day that i was just i came to media and i just started sharing um there's nothing that you know holds me back anymore and it's like this was, you know, it wasn't me doing anything. Even if I did something wrong in any other part of my life, I'm like, you know, whoops, I made a mistake and I'm sorry. Yeah. And I think stating um, whatever it is that is coming holds us accountable and responsible and holds the shame away. And when you get, when you're responsible, accountable, and don't hold shame, you're powerful. Your powers comes exuberating out. So it's beautiful that you you are an advocate for, um, you know, talking out loud, saying what it is. Yes, because here's another thing for for purely selfish reasons. Mm -hmm. I can feel when someone is not being honest with me. Mm -hmm. I think we all can pick up on it. I don't want to do the extra work of trying to figure out whether you're being honest or not. So just be honest with me. Mm -hmm. That's literally why, because it's so much work for the other person to figure out, are you being honest with me? So just be honest with me. You can, I, I'm that type of person. And I don't know if you're like this. I don't get so upset by what you do. It's the fact that you lie about it, mm -hmm. you know, because I can forgive what you do. We are human. We make mistakes. We always deserve a second chance. Mm -hmm. Every, anyone can change their life. Doesn't matter how many times you screwed up. I'm a very, I'm a great example of that. No matter how many times you screw up, you can, you always have another chance. God always gives us another chance, but don't lie. You can't get help if you lie. You can't get the help that you need. You cannot grow to the extent that you want to grow if you're not being honest with yourself. So that's my only rule, I would say. And I don't have many rules these days, but my, my, my one rule for myself and for others is just be honest. Just stop lying. Stop with the lying. We all know when we're lying. Anyone, everyone can feel it. It's uncomfortable. Just be honest, you know? You also talk about how to talk to your triggers. Yeah. Out loud. So share about that. So talking to your triggers out loud, I look at our triggers as our teachers. Um, we we live in a society now where God forbid we trigger anyone, we like get canceled, but it's really a matter of getting used to our triggers. When we are triggered by something, we are given an opportunity to go back to that part of us that was originally triggered and the thing happened to us. And we can go back and transport ourselves back into time and heal that part of ourselves. So when you get triggered by something, when something happens in this moment and you are reacting in a way that is disproportionate to what is actually happening, it's because you've been triggered. 
You're, you're being brought back to a previous memory where that originally happened and healing has not taken place yet. There's still a wound there that could really use some love. So your triggers are your teachers. So you got to speak to your triggers in the most tender way possible. Man, yesterday I was triggered so much. I was in such a triggered state yesterday. I was really frustrated by someone's lack of communication and clarity. This is someone in my life. And normally on days like yesterday, mm, my skin feels like it's crawling, you know, when you're just frustrated and you're just not getting the answer. And I was so kind to myself yesterday. I was so patient with myself yesterday. I'm like a different person today. What'd, and you, so say? Really What'd you say to yourself to bring yourself from that trigger into this space of love and I, kindness? I said to myself, well, first I said, my skin feels like it's crawling. So I acknowledged the fact that I was crawling. My skin felt like, I acknowledged it first. I said, my skin feels like it's crawling. And then I said, right now in this moment, you're okay. Are you? Are you okay right in this moment? And it just forced me to stop. And I said, okay, even though my skin is crawling, I'm okay. I have everything I need right now. I have a roof over my head. I have money in the bank. I have love in my heart. I have family that's alive. My parents are alive. I am healthy. And I just kind of talked myself off the ledge of insanity, right? Like it's just when we, I mean, it's it's like, it's a spiral. It's a spiral. So I was super, both, I was very determined and consistent and I didn't get annoyed with myself. I realized that that's an actual, that's like a huge thing. I cannot get impatient with myself. And I, I, um, I'm really practicing self-patience with myself. Like when I'm frustrated, I'm going to sit with my frustration and just allow myself to be like, oh, it's fine. We're okay. Else, something else I was noticing though with your conversation is part of the talking out loud is also doing reality check as if that part of you comes in, it's all triggered, the emotions are out, it's only looking at one aspect of life and then you out loud as uh, as if it's your co you're, you're coaching yourself into doing the bigger picture of a reality check like look at the bigger picture i know you're you're crawling right now because of this point but look at the bigger picture of who you are what you have and then kind of like minimize the uh the trigger a little bit right that's exactly right i mean so you channel different parts of yourself we all have the coach in us we have the cheerleader, we have the hype woman, we have the therapist, we have the mom, the dad, the sister, whatever part you, whatever you need to heal yourself, you have access to that part of you to heal yourself. Yes. Who, no one can heal you, but you. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean other people don't have contribution. Like my God, some of my girlfriends, I, I don't know what I would do without them. And I also believe that we call in and attract the right types of friendships we attract at the level that we believe that we should receive. So we have to be tuned in to the parts of us that really want the best for us and not just let these other reckless parts of us run our lives, yes. right? We have wisdom inside of us if we tune in and tap in. Yes. Yeah. All right, everyone, say it out loud. And um, using the power of your voice to listen to your deepest thoughts and courageously pursue your dreams. Um, first of all, I love your bike. It looks cute and gorgeous. Oh, oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm gonna ride it after this. I'm gonna have a pool day here in Mexico on the rooftop and then ride my bike around. That is so sweet. Um, your last chapter says, live your life out loud. I love that. Live your life out loud. 
And that's so important. Like you got one life to live and having to be an influence, having to be someone who is, you know, um, that makes a difference in other people's lives. And if you're hiding all the time and you're making your world very small and you're not living out there out loud, um, like all the experience you got throughout life and growing, it just stays with you. So there's a beauty in living your life out loud. So share with us about what your perspective is on that. I think it all boils down to paying it forward. If you have wisdom, knowledge, experience that could help another person, it is your duty to share, share it out loud and live that life out loud and let people know how you can help them and different things that have helped you along the way. That's what that means. It's not just about being an influencer in social media and living your life out loud. No, I don't really care about that because what are you actually influencing? My whole point is that if you have something that can really help set another person free, help free them from the suffering of silence, then live it out loud. You're, who you are and how you be should be something that needs to be heard and felt by others because you never know who is watching and you never know who you can help in the process. So that's what I mean when I say live your life out loud. It's like perfect example of that is me doing this podcast interview. Perfect example. If yeah. you have a story or a message to share, and if you have knowledge and wisdom that can help another person, then it's your job to say it out loud and to share it out loud. But, you know, unfortunately, Dr. Fujin, it all boils down to people not believing that they're worthy enough of even sharing their voice and taking up space. So I really hope in listening to this, episode that people feel inspired to live their life out loud and say it out loud. Absolutely. Um, Vasavi, is there anything that we haven't shared that you want everybody to know? I think it's actually what I just said is, is exactly what it is, which is it is, if you look at your life and everything you have been through as golden nuggets, and if you look at your voice and it, it's your job to use your voice to help another person, then I think life becomes a lot easier because then we're not so self-obsessed. We're not so concerned about what everyone else is thinking. We're more in a mission state of mind and a service state of mind rather than a self-conscious state of mind. When you're self-conscious, you can't be of service. How are you of service when it's just about you all the time? So this is really about going from self-conscious to self-expressed because when you express yourself, that's your art. You could help somebody. You could put a smile on somebody's face. You know, those some of those some of those TikTok reels, TikToks and Instagram reels are so funny. There are some like there are some really funny people out there. And like when I'm having a bad day and I watch that, I thank God for those people. Right. Because they're funny. They're putting something out there that's making you laugh and get out of your grief. So everyone has something important to say, but you have to feel worthy enough to say it. Um, and I'm here to help in any way that I can. So thank you for having me on your show. It was a joy to have you on my show. How could people find you? You can go to my website, vasavikumar.com forward slash order the book, um, forward slash order the book to order the book. My book is available everywhere. Um, and you can also find me on Instagram. And my handle is, my name is Vasavi. My name is Vasavi. Well, it has been a joy to have you. Thanking you. Thank you for taking the time to be with us from Mexico. Thank you so much. Adios. Adios. And to all of you who are out there, create an amazing life for yourself and everyone around you. And until next week, bye-bye.
Eliminate stress, reduce anxiety, and decrease depression. Dr. Fujian Zane's awareness integration theory has helped thousands like you get incredible life-changing results. The Fujian app gives you her evidence-based treatment in the palm of your hand. Download today.